another day, another FPL pod. Jack, how you doing? Josh, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, fine. Thank you. Good to be back for another episode. And as ever, in the middle of another game week, slap bang in the middle of a double. Feels like every pod now we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you doing? Good. Yeah. You know what? It feels strange like looking at our planner and being like game week 38. We're here. You know, we've made it. We've made it to the promised land, Jack. Been a wild Final ride. Game week. Yeah. Yeah, this is our last episode, I guess, our last like mid-season episode. So for both our listeners, I want to thank you very much for tuning in for the season. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> um, no, it's been, yeah, been great. Been a great wild ride. We'll obviously, we'll talk a bit about what we'll do in the off-season and like the post-season. But yeah, in terms of episodes proper, gearing up for game week 38, this is the last one. So yeah, been fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a... It's been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. Um, but looking forward to finishing off the season. You know, we started started well. It's finished strong. It's finished strong. Let's take everything we've learned from 37 game <laughs> weeks worth of content, Josh, and apply it to this yes. episode. Yeah. So what's on the what's on the menu, Josh? What are we talking about? Well, you know, game week 38, there's no doubles, there's nothing like that to consider. It is just straight fixtures, all same kickoff times just massive so we're going to start by reviewing 37 or where we are with that now and that's ongoing as you said and then we're going to look at 38 and we're going to particularly look at you know the teams that have something to play for because you know some teams will be on the beach others are really pushing the best overall assets the best differentials if you're chasing rank and then your best captains our plans what we're going to do in 38 and then you know just as you mentioned some update on summer content and pod plans that we're going to be creating ahead of next season sounds good yeah sounds good i love game week 38 it's so fun when all the games are on at the same time and it and it's so it's like there's like a carnival atmosphere to it somehow no matter where you're watching it and we you do just get some mad score lines you really do um i wish i had them to hand here but thinking about previous seasons like some a couple of games just teams just batter some other teams don't they like it's weird, you get some mad, mad scores, but yeah, and hopefully, and of course, that means mad FPL scores if you can catch the right one. So, we'll be trying to predict it, Josh, won't we? We'll be trying to look at which fixtures we think and which teams we think could be could be due for the halls. Um, yeah, yeah. should we quickly touch on how we're getting on in game week 37, though? Obviously, the biggest double game week of the oh no, sorry, that was 36, wasn't it? But this is a, still a massive double game week. How are you faring midway through? How many players you got left? Yeah, I mean, you know, not faring too bad. Uh, I've got a few left. So I've still got Justin, Mike Cash, um, Zaha, Captain Dim. Come on, got to do something. Uh, Gordon, Richard Allison and, and Watkins. So got a few. Um and, and Trent, of course, as well, but we're not really sure if he's going to start, so we'll, we'll see, we'll t- touch on that. Well, but, we'll um, find out in four minutes if he starts, Josh, so that's fun. Um, yeah, live updates, more mm-hmm. live updates, midweek updates. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically I'm on 31 points, which Decent. Red Arrow, not, it's okay, it's not, it's not too bad. I think with that many to play, I think there's, you know, there's not that many managers that have, you know, a lot of doublers or a lot of... Um, sort of um, assets left to play. So maybe that'll swing in my favour. But yeah, waiting to kind of 
waiting for something to happen. I need something to kickstart this game week for me, really. So Richarlison's come back with 12 points, Watkins with eight. Um, and apart from that, it is dreary news, Jack. Not a lot yeah. has happened. Pookie did great, but he is third on my bench. So oh, he's probably not going to come on. But yeah, need one of the players playing their second games or in some cases, you know, their first for Trent, etc. Need them to kick off and do something special. Yeah, it's been rubbish actually so far this game week. It's been a if this was just a single game week with the like the final fixture being tonight's Liverpool one, I'd be really in trouble. I'd be in a world of pain. But yeah, thankfully it's a double. And yeah, like you, it's it's looking like Barra Charleston kind of getting us out of jail as Zaha captaincies are not looking a great shout so far, are they, man? I mean, he had a couple of chances against Villa, but not I'm not excited about him for the second fixture like I was going into it yeah I mean it was a bit of a it was a differential shout wasn't it really like mm. he just hit some form but I think there's enough there to do it but yeah we we can't complain too much if he just does blank again because it's it's our uh-huh. Yeah, very true. Yeah, when I've been right, I've been doing, I've been completely dining off my differential captaincy shouts for the last like 10 game weeks. So I can't complain if one of them doesn't work that well. Um, I've cursed you. That's what I've done is we picked Yeah, you've ones. jumped aboard. You've jumped Sorry. aboard and you sunk my ship. Um, no, you never know. You never know, man. So I, yeah, I'm in a similar boat 25 points with a minus four. Um, so 29 points. Um, with yeah, the people I got rid of Puki, so that's even worse for me. For Danny Yings, who did nothing, uh, brought in Zahar and Mikalenko, and they both did nothing for me. Obviously, Everton had a meltdown, two red cards. Thank God it just wasn't. I was just thankful he didn't get sent off, you know. Just you just got to be thankful for the small things. Schmeichel didn't play, just a random second goalkeeper playing just out of nowhere. Um, yeah, Son obviously doing nothing, quite unlucky. Coutinho's been a disaster of a, a transfer. For, I know a lot of people feel the same. Gordon as well. Like, we've sung Gordon's praises, but he's actually done nothing, has he, really? Did he get one assist? I mean, the last four game weeks, he's done nothing. I know he's cheap, but it's rubbish, really, points-wise. The only good thing I did was bench my Arsenal assets and Ketia and Saka, so I'm really glad they kind of didn't punish me for benching them. Um so there's another positive. But yeah, I've got no Liverpool, no Southampton to play. So it's just under the rank drop tonight, whatever happens. Um, Red Arrow currently down from 151,000 down to 180,000. So a big drop of 28K. But with nine players left still to play, so I'm hoping that'll scramble me back up. Um, what's rattled me, Josh, I must say, is this, and in a good way, is the addition of the mini league cups this year. So I've managed to, in our, our big league that we reference quite a lot, the 40 person league this year, there's like a cash prize for the winner of the cup and I'm in the semi-final and I'm just obsessing over my rival's team, like working out, right. He's got a, this point gain on me and we've got these players that are different. So I need to get X points from these players. Like it's just great. It's just mental. Um, but in a really good way, I think. So I'm loving that addition this year of the Cup. But it's kind of like tilting me on how I'd normally play, probably. Uh, so maybe my overall rank will suffer because of it, but fuck so it. Saying, you can only focus on one thing. At kind of. The FBL yeah. towers have screwed you over a bit. Yeah, but. they have a bit. But it is fun. It is a fun feature. So I'm... Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's weird, but my I've got seven million in the bank now. 
just because I was weirdly tilting myself for this cup fixture, I think. Um, but yeah, but it means means I can make a cool move for the last week, transfer-wise. But yeah, funny one. Um, so it's all to play for, Josh, isn't it, for us going into these last, last few fixtures, I think. Um, so, and I think that's the case for a lot of people, particularly people that were um, free-hitting in a lot of doublers and things. So, so yeah, the story is definitely not over yet for this game week. No, no, no. All righty. So let's jump into the next segment, Joshua. We're looking at game week 38. People want to know who to bring in. You very kindly divvied up the teams that you think still have something to play for. So who are those teams and what are they playing for? Okay, so we'll see if anyone else wants to shout and say, actually, you've missed such and such team who've got something crazy to fight for. But sure. the relegation battle, as I see it, is kind of Burnley, Leeds, Everton. that yeah. have got still something to play for yeah, uh, or could potentially get dragged into this. So they're the ones, you know, chewing down on this last game, biting down on a piece of wood and just fighting through the pain to try and get something. So yeah. I think you, you can look at them and say you know, they're going to go all out. Um, they've got something to play for. Therefore, yeah. look at them. Um, Europe-wise, so obviously you've got the Spurs-Arsenal flippity-flop that they've had. Yeah. And then outside of that, you've got West Ham, which you're kind of battling for that next tier down. So... As I can see it, they're the only ones that are really have anything to play for. Yeah, can anyone? Man, you can't really do anything now, can they? I, I, think. Th- I think they're fixed and not on their points. They're not gonna. They? They're not gonna change position or, or where they sit in any of the qualifiers. Are they? Con- are they conference league then? I think they currently are. So <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's a disgrace. This want this great UK establishment to be humiliated like that is awful. Um, but no. So, yeah. So they're currently, what is it? They're currently sat in sixth and West Ham could leapfrog them. Right, I gotcha. So, so it's basically between those two for Europa League or Conference League, right? Uh, I or is it so one year? I've just lost track on like which spot means what for the Europa and Conference. And this, it, this year it stays as it is, isn't it? So it's literally, it's the first four, then the next two, and then the seventh is the conference. Is that right? So four, so fifth and sixth go to Europa League, do they? I believe so. But so it will be, be... Could be wrong. So it will be United and Man U. Um, sorry, West Ham and Man U fighting whether they're Europa or conference. That's sixth spot, Yeah. Because yeah. obviously the fifth will go to obviously either Arsenal or Spurs and then yeah, sixth, sixth and seventh. Spot. Yeah, you're right. It, yeah, you're exactly right. So seventh is conference, sixth and fifth. So man, you do kind of have to fight for this, I think. Yeah, true. No, they won't want to dip in the, them in, but they won't want to be dipping into um into conference will they? Ronaldo in the conference league. What have oh, United is. done? What have they done? Um, um and then that's Europe. And then the league, obviously yeah. go kind of yeah, if you big. don't know, it's just seeing Liverpool. So, yeah, well, Josh, can I have you seen the Liverpool team? Uh, let no, me read it to I'm you. Let me read it. And... Well, much more than I would have thought. We've got Allison in goal, Gomez, Matip, Konate, Simakas mm-hmm. across the back, Milner, Jones, and Elliot in the middle, and then Minamino, Jota, and Firmino up front. And Trent's not even on the bench. So it's yeah, Diaz and Robertson are on the bench. Henderson, Kieta, Thiago, 
Ox, Origi, and Williams. Wow. I mean, that is a hell of a rotation, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't expect that much, if I'm honest. I know no. they played Saturday, and know with the with the extra time and everything as well. I guess he's thinking they're going to, a lot of players are drained, but it does feel a bit like he's throwing the towel in for a little bit. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's on probability. The you've got a much better chance of winning the Champions League, haven't you? I mean, risking an injury to a Robertson or a Trent in this game would be kind of folly, wouldn't it? It's such a difficult one when you're fighting on all those fronts. It's so tough, I think, to know what to yeah. do. I mean, he's already watched Salah and Van Dijk walk off the pitch. Exactly. And if you lose so. Mane, yeah, exactly. If you lost someone like Mane, it would just be brutal for you, I think. Um, yeah, so but what yeah, that, that does is mean is the Trent owners, you know, the bench, the benches are coming on. So It does. He definitely won't appear. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. It's good for my cup tie as well, I just <laughs> want to add, which is obviously all I care about right now. That focus. Um, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, that so that'll be an interesting game. So I'm sure I reckon they could, that team could still beat a Southampton team. So I wouldn't um, wouldn't be too worried. And he's got some big guns on the bench to bring on if it goes goes sideways. But um, yeah, okay. So let's let's talk about let's get back to the game week 38 then. So yeah, good. So yeah, thanks for filtering those out. Should we start with the relegation teams? So who have we got? Burnley, Leeds, and Everton. So Everton are playing Arsenal. Um, should we start with Everton? Everton are playing Arsenal. I think a lot of people will have Everton players from this week, won't they? Like a lot of Richarlison's and Gordon's knocking about. Um, I've got Mikalenko. How are you feeling about Everton assets for 38? Good and bad. I would have liked it if they, you know, had a beach team, but they obviously don't, you know, they've got an Arsenal team who aren't in great form, but have something to fight for. So read into that as, you know, what you will. It's kind of hard to say which Arsenal team is going to show up. Um, in some ways, you'd say, maybe this is a good time for Everton to play Arsenal, you know, a bit weakened, not playing great recently. Um, and despite the last result for Everton, they, they were playing all right, you know, in the kind of two games prior to that. So, um, but I think it's a case of you've already touched upon Gordon. We've kind of he's been proven to be a kind of eye test player, isn't he? Like yeah. looks great on the pitch, does a lot, doesn't really return. Um, Richarlison is in a rich vein of form at the moment. And then the defence, you know, it's, it's a toss up because Arsenal will attack. So uh, you can see them concede him for sure. Yeah, man. I think, I think I'm, I'm, that Arsenal's Newcastle match last night was just embarrassing for Arsenal. Like it was so bad. So I know Newcastle are pretty good now, but I mean there was just nothing. They had absolutely nothing going forward. I felt bad for like Ramsdale because he was pulling off some good say. He kept it pretty um pretty respectable in the end, Ramsdale. But yeah, I think they're really on the road. They're going like the media and everything have basically said, right, Spurs have top four now, don't they? They've all kind of everyone's speaking as if they do. Um, but they've obviously got to get something against Norwich Spurs still. Uh, so you're right, Arsenal technically do have something to play for in that, but it's it's looking ropey and they're going to be so dejected. And yeah, I'm feeling, and Everton, we don't know with Everton, do we? Whether it's, it depends how you view it because they could be safe by then, in which case are they suddenly free to express themselves and play well? 
Or if they're still fighting for relegation, does that mean they'll be up for it and want to fight? So it's a weird sort of, it's hard to tell, isn't it, whether a team that has something to play for is a better asset or a worse asset, I think. Yeah, and it's been proven, you know, like Brighton, we've said, have been on the beach for ages, and actually they put some decent performances. They're killing it. Like, and then other games, they absolutely rolled over the teams. Yeah, like, it's so hard. A few weeks ago, so it is. It's tough to say, but it's funny how, I know we're, talk, we're focusing on Everton now, but it seems like, although we're talking about these two teams, one's at the top of the table, one's at the bottom of the table, and yet it still feels like the Everton assets are maybe more enticing. It's weird. Yeah, I think so. I'm not, I'm, my Everton assets, I'm not looking to bench, for instance. Yeah. And I'm looking at my Arsenal assets like, I'm not sure about you guys here. My Enketia and Saka. It's very tough. It's very tough to know who to, because I've got, I've got three Arsenal, I've got two Arsenal and three Everton. So it's sort of, do you play them both and pitch them against each other or do you, you know what I mean? It's it's hard. And I'm leaning, I'm probably leaning towards my Everton assets, I think. Saka, I mean, Saka and Nketiah look totally gassed. They look completely knackered, which they probably are. But um, Yeah, it would be a dangerous game for either team to try and, well, well Arsenal definitely have to, you know, chase the game don't they but if Everton were in a position by that point where they just needed to consolidate and hold then it's it's not in their favor I think to try and sit back because they'll it's not that's not a way to get a result is it against a team like Arsenal and the team that Everton are so I still think they'll try and get forward um so you can see goals for both teams which doesn't Mm. bode well for the defenses um but maybe good for the attacking assets yeah, that's true. Maybe play, maybe yeah, maybe play them both. I wouldn't bring in any asset from either, though. I don't think if I was looking to make a transfer, I don't think I'd jump on them. You know, if I didn't have no. it's a it's a hold. It's not a a sell or a buy. I don't think for either of these guys. No, I mean I think Richarlison is the only one which kind of stands out and says, okay, it's not a great fixture, but he's shown good form recently and returned well. He's good. So. Yeah, he's good. Um, but I don't know. I wonder now if there are some. Be- if you're looking to bring in a striker this week, I wonder if there are some better options really um, that we can talk about shortly. Okay. So, so yeah, that's Everton. So we're going through the, the relegation goes on. So Leeds, Leeds have got who have they got? Brentford. Leeds, Brentford. I mean, that is. I mean, Leeds are poor, man. They're poor. If you've still got Richarlison, I don't. Uh, if you've still got Rafinha, I don't know what you're doing. That was one of my. Where have you been? One of the few good things I've done this year is getting rid of him when I kind of sensed that it was kind of done for him. Now, it feels like since those transfer rumours, he just hasn't had fully his heart in it. I don't know what it is, and they're just rubbish, aren't they? Leeds. They've really, you know, they did really well to fight back the other day and get a draw against Brighton, but. Asset-wise, I mean, Geldhart, it's just not going to happen, is it? No, and I think that's the thing. When you look at the breakdown of, like, it was actually, you're right, it was actually XG across the, that game for Brighton and Leeds was comparable, so close game. They did well. Mm. They both actually underperformed. I think it was, what was it, one or and the, the XGs for both was in the twos, so yeah. they both should have scored more goals. Um, but then you look at the Leeds team and like who who are the main contributors for key passes and shots and all that kind of stuff and it's yeah it's Rafinha but then outside of that it's players you probably don't want to go near as you said 
like Gela, and then you've got like Harrison's been had four shots. Like, do you even you, you don't want to go near that, do you? That's Harrison, yeah, he's such he was so good last year, Harrison, wasn't he? And he wasn't like one of my favourite stats about last year was he's the most he was the highest scoring Man City player, Harrison. He's not that guy anymore, which is crazy. The things that leads, but yeah, he can still you can see when he plays, he's got definitely got something about him but just things aren't coming off for him yeah. and there's just that air of desperation about all of Leeds play now that are that are there yeah I, I think Rodrigo's terrible as well as a player doesn't do anything for me and yeah it's just that Bamford was the dream wasn't he and then that dream died early on so I think yeah even though they're playing for their lives Leeds I think Brentford are a tough opposition really tough you know, they could finish top half Brentford and they'll be pushing for that, I think. They won't go easy on them. Like we saw against Everton, Brentford don't give a shit if you're fighting relegation. They'll they'll go for you. Yeah. If they smell weakness. So, yeah, I actually think in this fixture with Leeds fighting a Brentford, a Tony or even a Wissa, I'm loving the look of Wissa. No, uh, is a better punty option this game week than a Leeds player. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I can argue against that at all. Yeah, cool. So yeah, avoid Leeds, avoid them. And mm. consider Brentford. Uh, Burnley, Burnley, God bless them. God, it is hard to know who's going to survive, isn't it? It's really yeah. tough. Uh, this, I hope it's Everton that drop. It would be so funny. But but in reality, if I had to bet, I'd probably bet on Leeds dropping, I think. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. I... I would be inclined to agree with you, but I mean, it's not. It changes, doesn't it? Everton but, were gone, didn't they, a couple of games ago? Yeah, I mean, there is only one point in it if, if Burnley can get anything from their next their next game. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah what they, happens I, in this midweek is huge, you know? It changes the whole dynamic and how those assets will go into that final game, wouldn't they? But, yeah, kind of makes us pod pointless, actually. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what it says is, you know, take what we're saying, but then recontextualize it when you've got that information. So who have Burnley got in 38? They've got uh, Newcastle. Newcastle, tough. Yeah. Even though it's a home fixture, which is, you know, I think significant, especially on the last game of the season, if you're fighting relegation, the fans will get behind the team. But I Newcastle, I hate to, hate to say it, are looking all right. So, Chris, Wood, Chris Wood to bury him. Chris Wood to bury him, maybe. Oh, my days, yeah. Who knows? Uh, I mean... Who would yeah. you want from, from Burnley? I mean, no, I know they played, no they played Spurs recently, so that's not a good comparison point. But before that, they played Villa. And was it the loss? Was it 3-1? Um, was it? And then... They're rubbish, man. But they played okay. But they still... There's just they don't have that punch, do they? They're not hard hitters. Without it is without Ben Me. I mean, that is it hasn't really been talked about that much, but losing him has really got them into deep trouble. I think. I think he's very good. And is yeah. was Tarkovsky injured as well? He was briefly. I don't know if he's back, but yeah, yeah. I just think they are. They've got no very. I mean, Cornet is all right, but I don't think he's worth getting really. Against Newcastle, I really don't. Um, and Weghorst has been a bit of a troll, hasn't he? Yeah, he's shown moments, but really only moments, isn't it? I think, and a lot of that was when he first came in 
Um, we were hopeful, weren't we? It was a shiny new toy, and we just thought, all right, decent record in, in Bundesliga, but like many Bundesliga purchases, he struggled. Yeah, so, I mean, again, like Leeds, there's not really much we can say for Burnley, and that isn't a great fixture for them, even at home to Newcastle. No, agree. So I think out of the relegation, guys, Everton assets are the one. Which is funny because to... they're playing the highest. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But Arsenal just—it is that Arsenal Newcastle game has completely skewed my view of Arsenal now and of Newcastle to a degree because Newcastle yeah. were dominant. It wasn't just a, a kind of like unlucky loss for Arsenal that you know Newcastle were totally dominant. Um, so the European chasers then, obviously the big one is Spurs and Arsenal. Like we've said, people are saying it's over now, but Spurs being Spurs. If any club is going to mess that up, it is them, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I think Spurs' assets, they're playing Norwich. It's looking tasty. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, not that Norwich have anything to fight for, but it's not a good time to play Spurs, I'd say. I think their, their top assets are in good form, and that's scary, isn't it? The game changers for Spurs are in good form at the moment. So... Um, that's that's really like Kane and Son are still still right up there, mm. and so you'd back them. You'd back them against Norwich. You would. I mean, and yeah, Son will be going for the Golden Boot. Kane's is Kane. Kane's on form, isn't he? Kane is Kane, and uh, and I think the others like Kulusevski's good. Even their defense is looking a bit better now, but um, it's got to be Son and Kane that you that you focus on. I think they'll be two of the most transferred in this week. And they're captainable. I mean, Kane, it's, would you go Kane or Son captain? Well, I don't have Kane, but if I did... If you had them both. Yeah, if you had them both. I think it's a tough call because up until probably two game weeks ago, you, you'd say Son, hands down. Yeah. But Kane was was very good and the penalties makes a big difference. Him on mm. pens. Mm. Um, so I don't think there's much to in it at all. I would probably go for Son. I think he's got a higher ceiling um, at Agreed. the moment with his with his goals rather than Kane's deeper like playmaker role. But yeah. just in any given game, I think Kane's penalties probably give makes him a safer bet at the moment because there's not too much between them. So you'd go for Kane then. This he's I think he's like the safe bet in across like any game to to maybe outscore some because of the. Um, because of those penalties, like you can get a penalty whenever, can't you? And he's still, you know, very good at playmaking and he is still a goal threat. But I think Sun just has a higher ceiling to score more points in a game week, if you know what I mean. So but I, that that's trying to find an argument between the two. But like I said at the beginning, I really don't think there's much between them. Yeah, it's tough. I think I agree with Son. the ceiling. I mean, a one goal for a midfielder, five points. Assume, say they keep the clean sheet, they get five points plus three points plus the bonus. I mean, you're in double figures with just one goal. Like midfielders, it is crazy how they stack those points, midfielders. Um, and Son is just a striker, and he? he just is a striker these days. Like there's no, he's barely even a winger anymore. Um, yeah. I'm just looking at the month of May for XG with Son and Kane. Who has um, who's got the most? Also, oh, is close. They're both only De Bruyne's actually the highest, probably because of that four nil. But 
Yeah, so Kane's XG's 4.23 compared to Son's 2.34. Um, whereas, but they both scored four goals. XA, Son is a lot higher with nearly one. Kane's at 0.36. So Kane, it looks like, has morphed himself back a bit into the kind of a sister, hasn't it? Oh, sorry, into the kind of more deadly striker, whereas he was much more playing a sister earlier on in the yeah. season. And that's so, reflected in the Burnley game, the most recent game, because Kane actually had zero XA, which is you know, crazy considering the role he's played. Did he? In the, yeah. in the, did he? That's interesting. Yes. And he had yeah. the most shots of any Spurs I mean, player. So six shots, all. massive XG. Six shots. Penalty. And then actually Son, you know, was when he had two shots, four key passes. So it was almost like a role reversal. Um, not directly, but in terms of Interesting. Stats. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And you'd think, I think Kane isn't going to be the type to like, oh, son, you're chasing the goal in the boot. Yeah, take this penalty. Just, he's just not going to, is he? So yeah. it all goes back to that ghost goal. And, oh, yeah. My he literally lobbied just... to get a goal change to him from Ericsson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. But I think they're both two of probably the most desirable assets this week, Sonic Kane. And they're, yeah, I mean, both guaranteed starters, uh, unless there's any injury concerns, but pretty nailed. Um, I mean, when you start looking at Liverpool and even City outset, City assets outside of KDB, there's like the rotation risk and all that kind of stuff. So you've got confidence with them too, haven't you? They're going to start. Yeah, yeah they're, I mean, they're going to start and play 90 probably, yeah. Two brilliant yeah. assets to have. Um Arsenal, we've kind of talked about them because they're playing Everton, but I mean... Narrowing down their assets, what do you think? Who does anyone appeal to you from Arsenal? Same, I think same story is it's been definitely in recent weeks. Sacco and Odegaard are the only two to really look at that do anything. Um, but the context is they're not playing well at the moment. So yeah. um, I think you have to pick someone. Yeah, maybe Saka or Odegaard. Saka's been more consistent. Odegaard's had games where he's really lit up the pitch. So if I had to pick one, probably Saka. But given where they are, I'm not buying Saka. Maybe I'd hold him, but I'm not buying him. Yeah, I agree. I'm not, like I said, I'm not excited. I've got Saka and Nketiah. And yeah, and Nketiah looked knackered. I don't think he's used to playing these 90 minutes in a row in Nketiah. He's always been a kind of bit part guy, hasn't he? And, and Saka looks knackered as well. He's not. Yeah. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries in the past and stuff. I just don't. I do love him. I think he's class, but and Arsenal's morale is going to be so low. I think it's um, after that Xhaka interview. Yeah, I I quite like that interview. I didn't think it was as bad as the pundits are making out. Really, don't think he said anything that outrageous. Someone pointed out that if like if McTominay had said that they'd be sort of praising him, you know? Mm. Um, I think that there's something to be said, though, for maybe that conversation to be held behind closed doors. And I know the fans are like, yeah, we yeah. want to hear it. But as a maybe. captain... Like, I mean, he didn't name any names, did he? No, no. I know, I know what you're saying. You know, I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah. Like, like, they don't need to tell us. Like, what they say in interviews and stuff, it's, it's, it's not... It's not reflective of what goes on behind closed doors, is it ever? No, I mean it's the cookie cutter stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So I quite, yeah, I like it. You can't win, can you? Because like people say they want honesty. Then when we get it, we're like, oh, it's a disgrace. He said that. I want keep the it, I keep it behind closed doors. Keep it behind closed doors. 
Say so, okay. yeah, I want be I want brutal honestly. I think it's the best. <laughs> I think it's so good. Uh, but yeah, avoid just avoid Arsenal. I think I think I've got just about the money to go and Ketia to Kane, which is obviously a massive upgrade. So I'll probably Ooh, just do that. seven mil in the bank. <laughs> so I'll be doing that, but and I won't be scared of Enketia against Everton. Um, that's famous last words, but but yeah, I'm not worried about that. Uh, yeah, we don't, I don't think we need to say anything more on Arsenal, really. No, um, not going near defence. Nah, exactly. West Ham are interesting. They look really good lately, I think. Um, they're playing Brighton, who also look very good. Brighton at home. Sorry, they're playing Brighton away at Brighton. Um, Jared Bowen looks bloody good. Yeah. He looks good for probably the second half of the season, especially, isn't he? And, you know, that weird point in the season when all their other assets went off the boil and he came good. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably say maybe he's the only one you'd pick out of them. I mean, they're listed there because they're fighting for something, but you, as you said, not a great fixture for them. Um, and despite how good he is, I probably wouldn't buy him because of that. Um, yeah. But I'd hold him. Um. Yeah, he's not. He's just buy. not high up on my list. Of, if the game, if the season was five more game weeks, then maybe. But because we're in this last game week now, it's just got to be that final little. Okay, who's got the best fixture this week? It's just the shortest term move you'll ever make, isn't it? So Bowen. I mean, Brighton away is a hard fixture. You know, if they were playing Norwich or Watford, he'd be uh, probably my number one pick, Bowen, because he's that good. Yeah. But and he's that hot. You want to pick the hot form players, don't you? Not just like, oh, he'll be good. He'll come good later. Or like, he's got the best next 10 fixtures. That's all irrelevant now. Um, and he is a form player. Like, he, yeah. he, he feeds off his he form, is. doesn't he? So. He really is, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I wouldn't... I mean, if you've got Kane and Son already and maybe you've got some other Chelsea asset, I don't. maybe. It's a luxury transfer if you can. I don't think it's a bad player to get in at all, but it would surprise me if you don't have a better transfer to make. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. There's so many other options out there. So this game week in particular. Yeah, so and Bowen's just not high up on high enough up on the list for me to say, yeah, definitely, definitely get him. Um, because of that fixture. But he's great. He's great. <laughs> he's great. Love uh him. any other West Ham assets? Not that. I mean, if Bowen's not even a buy, I'm sorry, no one else is even getting close. It's true. I mean, Antonio's turned to absolute toilet, hasn't he? The second half of the season. At the start, Josh, we were saying how he was basically like a premium asset, wasn't he? Was that good? And I don't know what's happened to him. That ship attempt against City was woeful when he was through. Uh, And yeah, he's just not... I've got no confidence in him in scoring anymore. And I've got no fear from not having him. He used to be like one of the most feared players if you didn't have him, didn't he? Because so many people had him and he was banging them in. But that golden touch is disappeared it's a bronze touch now not even yeah it's so true man and I think the like the Lanzinis and Ben Ramas of the West Ham world have kind of they're not reliable enough they kind of spread the points around a bit don't they now Um, yeah and again they're they're the ones that you they're not the calibre of player that you can back when they're not in form like you, mm. you wanted to see two or three game weeks before you move on to them or shift yeah. on to them. 
I think so. They just haven't haven't given us that. I think so, yeah. And like, yeah, and they're not guaranteed to start. I wouldn't those two wouldn't surprise me if Lanzini or Benarama were benched. Um, and Kufal just doesn't really offer enough going forward. Dawson's a good good pick, but I mean, if you're making your one transfer on a Craig Dawson last game of the season, you, you're not playing properly. You're not playing properly. Um, Fabianski, good goalie, but again, if you want a free hit, maybe. But again, there's better goalies to pick, so don't don't do it. Play the game uh, properly, guys. Go yeah, on. come on, play properly. Play as we tell you to play. Um, <laughs> That's the, yeah, that, I mean, we've added Man U into the the playing for Europe thing because they're playing for Europa League over Conference League. Man United, it feels like ages since they last played that awful performance they gave. Um, was that Brighton 3 0 their last game? I think it was, wasn't it? So, I mean, I've put Ronaldo down. He's 18 goals. I think he's been good this year, Ronaldo. Um, Despite people yeah. seeming to think he's been the problem, but I really don't think he has. If you're going crazy punty, is Ronaldo worth a go? Palace away. I mean, it is Ronaldo, and we're talking about a player who can score in any situation, even yeah. when the team the team's not great at the moment. And even in a game where the team isn't playing great, you still wouldn't bet against him just to score against the run of play. That's the kind no. of player we're talking about isn't it that's why he's got 18 goals and actually his return in the last I think five game weeks five six when you do compare them he's right up there with with anyone um I think he's mm. top actually in the last five game weeks so with his six goals is it so you know that's that's who we're talking about but it's not a great fixture I'd say and they're not a great team so it's just the big picture doesn't quite match up does it yeah, yeah, he's not. Yeah, if Kane wasn't there, I'd say if Kane was still kind of behaving like he was at the start of the season, then I'd say Ronaldo isn't the worst shout ever because I think he'll want to. I mean, he's not even. I mean, he's. I think he needs four goals to to match Salah, um, which is pretty mad when you think about it. But yeah, I'd, yeah, I don't know. I think if you're desperate, if you're in a mini league. And everyone above you has Kane and Song. Um, Decent differential. And you want that differential. I think he might be a shout, you know. I think he actually might be good. Um, but he's definitely the only manual asset you should even dream again. Um, the rest are terrible and you don't know if they're going to be picked. You know, it's Thingy's last game, Ragnar's last game. He's just going to pick the ones he likes and just sack off mates. the Lingards and co. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, ignore all of them, and I'm sure I reckon Palace will win that game. I do. They are good. Home as well. Uh, home especially, yeah. They, yeah, they put will. a performance in. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Man City, Liverpool, Josh, the two final teams playing for something, playing for a little. Uh, well, we assume they'll be playing for something if Liverpool's reserves can can get something out of tonight's game. Uh, but yeah, we assume they will be. Assuming they both have to get something from their last game. Let's start with Man City. Uh, who are you thinking, if anyone? KDB top tier, obviously. And my next, instinctively, I next go to Cancelo. But looking at the stats for the last game, Zinchenko actually outperformed him. 
Really? In terms of you know key passes and influencing the game. Interesting. And with the injuries they've got at the back, you know, if you, if you are limited in terms of your funds and you really need to make a defensive change, he might not be a bad shout because they've got defensive injuries. He'll most likely start. I'm not going to say definitely start because it's City. Um, and you know they they will go into that Villa game just baying for blood when they because they, they, they this is what this is their season their whole season boiled down to one game mm-hmm. and then you look at how they've been in the last five game weeks since they've just got to play for this prem and they have been destroying teams um yeah, so they I, don't, will I don't think us. it's going well for villa they will batter us i'm sure of it i'm absolutely sure of it um Obviously, the dream for Liverpool fans is Coutinho and Gerrard and Ings do them a favour, but it's just, I don't know, man. Yeah, when De Bruyne is on it. I mean, I agree with De Bruyne as the shout, but how how would you rank him up with Son and Kane in terms of this week's best asset to get? I would rank him above them two if they didn't have Norwich. And I think right. the Norwich kicker puts them actually a level playing field. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're if you're looking to buy one of those three and you don't have any you know limitations in terms of a midfield or attacker and you've got the funds, I literally think there's nothing between them. Um, you can pick any of those three. If it was me personally, I'd probably go KDB. Maybe that's me as a wow. Liverpool fan thinking, edge my bets. Yeah. But I think you look at how he's been recently as a player, you look at how City have been as a team and the context of that game, and it's just a perfect storm of him just performing incredibly well. I, I can see him just grabbing that game by the scruff of the neck like he does and dominating. Tricky one. Yeah, tricky one. I mean, I don't think we'll be as, as bad as... Um... I think I'm getting confused here. City didn't whip Watford, did they? That was that was Leicester. So yeah, it was. Um, I mean, City have just drawn with West Ham, and they look ropey. Is all I would say. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Be, We're no mugs at the moment, Villa. Yeah, Newcastle they battered, didn't they? And Wolves, two teams who yes. you would say are stubborn and decent. Looked like um, very tough fixtures, yeah, agreed. And Man City, you know, they, they, they drew West Ham a, a decent team again, but they had double their XG and they had a missed penalty. Yeah, I mean, that should have won the league for them, shouldn't it? That penalty yeah. was wild, absolutely wild that he missed Mark, that. What is it with City and penalties? <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, just give them to KDP. I wonder if KDP will take, take the next one. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Marish probably won't play, will he? He always gets benched for, for some reason. Um, After this is Yeah, I don't know. Villa are weird at the minute. I mean, we're not, we're on a bit of, we're on a bit of form. Um, I think we're unbeaten in, yeah, unbeaten in four. Don't get me wrong, it's not, not a lack of confidence in Villa, it's just total confidence in City. Yeah, that, and we're away. Confidence. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a beating, yeah. It's tough. To, it's tough though with the KDB or the Spurs thing. You're right because the fixtures. I think that's the big decision this week, isn't it? Who do you um, who do you go? If for? you're going for to top, but if you want to go differential, then dare you look outside those three? Well, I think maybe we should. We'll talk about Liverpool now, but there's a t- couple of teams that we haven't mentioned yet because they're not playing for anything in theory. But I think would be good picks. And potential good differential pitch, but we'll talk about them in a minute. 
Um, so going on to live, I mean, just to finish on City, I suppose, KDB, we definitely agree on. I actually don't think Cancelo or any of the defenders are that good at pit pure, purely because of the defensive chaos that they're in. Mm. Um, well, maybe chaos is a bit strong, but yeah, I just don't think I could see Villa sneaking a goal on the break, for example. Um, and Cancelo, for as great as he is, I feel like he just hasn't really been delivering that much for us. I mean, he's never, he's got one double digit haul in game week 22. And since then, he, he's just threatens, doesn't he, so much that you think it's coming, but actually it never comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, also he got an assist against Newcastle. Yeah, he must be, he plays every game 90. He's played 90 Left minutes back, every right game. Back. Yeah. Every game since game week 25. And before that, a mass, yeah, he played, you know, he's been subbed once. All competitions as well. Like it's yeah. not just it's not just the premies because it's because of the the left back situation they find themselves in with you know the whole Mendy thing. Yeah. Um, they don't have any cover there. And then right back, obviously, Walker's been injured. Mm. Um, and generally on any given day, he'd pick one of the two anyway. So just perfect yeah. storm of Cancelo playing crazy minutes this season. It's weird, isn't it? And like Diaz and Laporte, Stones, all injury kind of problems. Ake, Zake. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I'm not. A, I, I wouldn't bring in a city defender now for this yeah. game personally. But the and the problem, and as ever, the problem with the other attackers apart from KDB is you just don't know who's going to start. You really don't. Even more so than ever, I think. Is Sterling going to start? Is Grealish going to start? Bernardo Silva. We don't know. Foden, I mean, people love Foden, don't they? But just benched again. I Jesus, mean, like Jesus, take your yeah. pick. Yeah, there's so many, and can't play them all. So, yeah, I think absolutely KDB is the only asset I would I would pick on a free hit. Um, yeah. So it's just whether you go for because he's so expensive, whether you go for Kevin or you pick. You go for the Spurs boys, I think. I don't think many people will be able to manoeuvre them all in without taking a lot of hits, which I don't think you really necessarily want to do this week. No. No. Good. The big one then, Josh, Liverpool. So potentially be vying for the title if it goes, goes well for them tonight. What's going on with Liverpool? It feels like they're... God bless them. They're joking. They're spinning all these plates and they're doing really well. Two cups in the bag in this last game. How long until the Champions League is it from this game? That's a, a week, isn't it? A week. Right. So they've got that. And that's where the argument comes that the reason why I think Klopp's rotated so much this evening is because of the, the, the small amount of time which has occurred between the final, the FA Cup final. And today, yeah, and for cons- sure. considering that they played so many minutes, because looking at his past choices of like resting, rotating, work kind of stuff, he's never had an issue with playing players consistently when they've had enough rest. He just starts them again, plays them, brings them off the bench, even like mm. so they're not getting rest. He's just rotating for sharp for like sharpness as such. Right. Um, so I think that's why he's rotated like that in this game because he's just giving all those players the rest that they need after playing so many minutes on Saturday. But that argument doesn't stand up, obviously, for game week 38 versus the Champions League final because they've got a whole week 
So, um, and in fact, you know, players like Salah, they want to be on the pitch and playing ahead of the Champions League, don't they, to get some, some form in. Um, so, yeah, and he said in his conference that VVD and Salah, um, I mean, obviously it's a long time before that, but we, we can check the updates, but he says he, he thinks that they'll be available for selection for that final game of the season. So I, what it does say is you might want to not look at the doubts, the injury doubts, and look at the Jotters and the Diazes who are likely going to, you know, cover you against it. I know, you know, Diaz hasn't been picked tonight, but Jota being picked tonight shows that he is very much like fourth choice outside, behind those three or maybe like when you bring Firmino in, maybe you think even like further down. Well, he's definitely outside of the Mane Salah and Diaz. Diaz now. I mean, that, that was shown with the selection for the FA Cup final. True. So, so I think you'll see a revert, definitely a revert more to the norm for game week 38. If there, do you think it will make a difference if they're still in it or not? Who he picks? Yeah, but only on a small scale, I think. I think he'll only, he'll still play like Mane, for example, mm. um, because he's had the rest now that he needs after the FA Cup final. And he'll, and he'll want to keep him sharp for the CL, I guess. Yeah, and that's what he's done every season. I know people say he's got more options now, so he's rotated a little bit more than he usually has. But he has no problem just playing those assets. And just no, he doesn't. Giving him no. more and more minutes. Who would you bring in then, say, out of Diaz, Mane and Salah? For game week 38? Yeah. Given Salah's injuries, I'd probably go Diaz. Diaz over Mane? Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know there isn't much between it, but it's just Diaz's electric form. Um, I, I think he's put he's picked himself for Klopp, if you know what I mean. Like, is he on better he, form than Mane? Like on paper? Well, when, when I say on better form, what I mean is FA Cup, the FA Cup, I think, is the prime example of this. He was the main man at the front three in that game. Should have scored, he was the he? biggest threat, created the most chances, had the most shots. Um Basically, yeah, most dribbles, you know, most key passes, etc. So he's in better form in, in that in that sense. Maybe not in out, over, outright returns, but I think he's the biggest threat at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, the XG data for for all of them since the start of April. So it's so a big bit of a bigger sample. Actually, Jota's, far, Jota's in the lead, <laughs> but we think he's fourth or fifth choice. So that's interesting. Um, but they have spread the goals around. Like, it's actually harder to... When Salah's not 100%, it is very difficult, I think, to pick a Liverpool attacker, isn't it? Just by, Even if you think they're going to start. So yeah, Diaz is actually above Mane for XG and XA since the start of April. Um, Diaz, two goals, three assists. Yeah, I mean, Mane's only got three goals and one assist. I mean, this is only the Prem, obviously, and he's been bagging them in in the other competitions. He, I do love Mane. <laughs> I think he's I think he's so good. Um, but it's tough. And I mean, you've got to take into account price. Diaz is a lot more affordable than Mane yeah. for, in FPL. So, yeah, I mean, where would you rank Diaz against the KDB, Son and Kane for, for the week? Maybe this puts context to where the Liverpool's are, Liverpool assets are overall, I wouldn't put them close, not even close. Right. I wouldn't put them in the same bracket as Sun, Kane and 
KDB. They would be by far like my priority over him. Um, if you're if you're going for like the safe safer bet options, mm. not not differentials. Yeah, because you're what? Sorry, who even is your fixture against? It's Wolves. Um, yeah, not not easy. Not the worst, not but not easy. But at Anfield, I think that is a big kicker for the last game. Like like all of all of the home fixtures are in the last mm. game of the season. Yeah, it is a big one. The home the home advantage is big in the last game. It is. Um, well, thank you, Josh, Liverpool correspondent <laughs> there. Next to me in the studio. So the other two teams really I wanted to talk about that we haven't yet are Chelsea and Leicester. Oh, good. Um, good. We'll talk because about Chelsea are playing, mainly because they're playing Watford, Chelsea. and At, at home. At home. And they looked, at, even at Watford against, against Leicester, they looked one of that was one of the worst performances. It was just abysmal. It was awful. Although there is that funny stuff. They actually had a higher XG than Leicester, despite losing five one. Was it? Was it five? Yeah. I mean that's madness, isn't it? That is wild. But it uh, they you look at some of the mistakes they made for the goals, and it was abysmal. It was abysmal. Their confidence is going to be super low now. They've already know this other manager's coming in. Hodgson's just there kind of for no reason. And Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea are Chelsea, aren't they? They can they can turn it on where they want to, Chelsea. They want to bounce back um, after that FA Cup result. Yeah, they will. I mean, that was brutal, to be fair. That was brutal for them. But, um, and they're not exactly, they're not on red hot form by any means. I mean, they got that they got that one win against West Ham, West Ham that was big. And then they lost to Everton, which was weird, to be fair, and then drew with Wolves. So they're not exactly killing it. And they're playing Leicester this week. So maybe you might want to wait until Thursday to see how they're looking and if they've got that FA Cup hangover. But to me, the Watford at home fixture last game of the season screams Mason Mount to me. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, the two assets I would pick is Mason Mount or uh, Reese James. Um, James over Alonso. I think we've, what we've seen is James return to a bit more of the form he was having earlier on in the season. I think in the last mm. game, he was basically almost running the show, wasn't he? Like he's, he's a threat when he's in that form playing half the pitch. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... Between him and Lonzo, I'd pick him in current form. Yeah, I think and, I agree. And Mount's the one, given that, you know, the Havertz's and stuff. He was Havertz was supposed to start the FA Cup final, apparently. But what then, happened there? Did he get injured in warm-up or something? I think, it, yeah, it was, it felt something in his hamstring or something. And Tuchel, it was the pre-match conference, wasn't it? Like Tuchel said, you know, he felt it. He said he didn't want to, mm. couldn't play, which is big in a final. Um, and then Lukaku came in. But Right. So, yeah. You don't know who's going to be picked between those two now, do you, for that last game week? No, I mean, avoid them. Yeah, definitely avoid. avoid. But it's a bit like City, avoid any of their attackers apart from Mount, I think it's fair. And even Mount has been rotated now and then, but I think for the last home game, they'll play Mount. I mean, I think he's their next sort of captain, isn't he? After Aspie leaves, by the look of it, he's, he's class. Um, so, yeah, so I'm really tempted with Mount. I'm massively tempted, especially because I'm sort of sitting on a Coutinho and a Saka who I don't really like. Um, if I can afford him, I'd uh, 
I'd 100% look at Mason Mount, but it's uh, it's tricky. He's, he's the standout asset, isn't he, for Chelsea? If you're going to get yeah. Chelsea, I think pick, pick Mount. Yeah, and he's a great differential captain, I think. I know we're going to talk about differential in a minute, but I think he is... He'll be an uber differential this week because everyone will gravitate towards the Spurs boys and the usual Liverpool City. So I think he that's a bit of an under the radar captaincy shout if you want to go if you want to go wild. Um, similarly, Leicester assets. I mean, my big question, Josh, is how we missed the bus with this after that morning. They've got um, they've got Southampton at home, pretty good fixture. What are we thinking with, with with Leicester? Yeah, I mean, they're streaky, aren't they? We know that their assets are streaky in terms of their form and their performances. Madison's like that. Barnes is like that. You know, Vardy, maybe less so, but he has, he's been unfit. So we don't really know what the deal is with minutes and, you know, whether he's going to be knackered or whatever. He played 85 minutes in the last game, so um, but was obviously very good. So... Yeah, it's Vardy would love him if if you know he's going to start. I think great pick for that last game week. Um, Madison, he's the FPL troll that you'll bring in off the back of his current form, and he'll just do nothing. Oh, yeah. Did we both? He could end up being great. One shout. point, I can't remember. I think we both captained him in one week, and he did nothing. But he looks. Yeah, I mean, he looked. They, I mean, they did batter Watford, but they did that XG state. It does show they kind of rode their luck a bit and they capitalised well on Watford's mistakes, which I think Southampton make, would make far less. Um, it is I mean, the most Vardy esque. I was going to say, you could see three shots, two goals, an XG of 0.54. He scored two goals. Like I mean, he makes mad. a mockery of us, doesn't he? Of, of, of XG nerds. He really does. Yeah. He just takes a piss out of them because he's so good. He's class, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that, just... that is mad overperformance, isn't it? Yeah. That's like, we talk about Sun being a great finisher, but that is... Mm. That takes the bacon. Yeah, I mean, we talked about strikers and, and who you can bring in and there being some more options now. I think he's one of them. Um, again, if you want to go crazy differential, I don't think Vardy's the worst worst shout. He looks fit again, and um, he seems to make those Barnes and Madisons play better. Vardy, I think, because he just provides those brilliant runs for them to pick him out or find space. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Leicester. I'm not going to go for a Leicester player here, but if I was free hitting, I might put one in. Or yeah, I don't think they're a bad shout. Yeah, agree. If I was free hitting, I'd be very interested in Vardy. Mm. Be waiting to hear that conference, pre-match conference, to say, yeah, he's fit and ready to go. And yeah, I don't think he's a great differential shout and maybe differential captain. Yeah. Yeah, agree, man. Um, I mean, and we may as well round it off now. We've actually, t- I've been ticking them off, Josh, and we've actually touched on every single fixture now, apart from Let's one. Go. So the last one's Crystal Palace at home against United. And I think we have even mentioned that one with Ronaldo. So we have mentioned it. But Palace, we've both got Zahar. How are you feeling about him for this one? Not good. Are you not? <laughs> um, they know. Maybe it's the bias of, you know, the fact that he blanked the last game, et cetera, et cetera. But you're right. He came into this game week, game week 37, with decent form. Hence why we both brought him in and both captained him. Um but, you know, if he does say blank the next game, so the double that he had in mm. 
37 he's blanked both then of course you'd just be like not even considering him really um, I, yeah mm. I think would you consider getting rid of him in this final game week yeah because I think some of the other players that we're, we're looking at I mean I don't know who for yet because it does come down to who you can manoeuvre to et cetera et cetera and who you're getting out because it's like you said we pick there's a lot of choice isn't there so um, I think it's a case of pick the ones you really, really like for your situation and then just find a way to get there. Um, so he would be one of the ones on the chopping block to manoeuvre, if you know what I mean. Decent money. He's, he's quite an obvious one to switch away from. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm more confident that he does well against United, United. than he does against um, Everton, to be honest, at home. Last game of season home, it feels like quite a Zaha-esque game. But maybe, maybe I'm using my anti-United bias to, to blind me a bit for that. And maybe bringing in a Mason Mount for him would be the wise move. Not sure. That's a tricky one. Um, yeah. Wait to see what, how he performs in the other game. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's a good, good advice, I think. And the same with Leicester assets, I think, as well, against Chelsea. And I mean, the same with any of those assets playing in those last three games on Thursday. Uh it's a nice little test before Sunday if you're unsure on unsure on Everton or Villa or or Palace, Burnley, or Leicester, Chelsea, <laughs> all of them. Uh, good. Okay. Well, hope well we've covered a lot there, Josh. Actually, and maybe we've yeah, covered. Yeah, I think we've covered diffs, differentials, and we. I think we have. I think we have, unless there's anyone else you want to mention, but I'm not sure there is. I mean, we've touched on every single team really, which is so impressive. Therefore, we've talked about all assets. We have, yeah. I mean, best captain, if you could pick any player from the whole, if you're free hitting and you can pick your favourite captain, who would you pick? We touched upon it, but I'd pick KDB. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Before this part, I didn't really think about him, you know. I wasn't really looking at him so much. Maybe because it's the Villa thing, and I'm just <laughs> I'm just scared of him, um, so I'm not thinking about him. But yeah, I I'm leaning more towards the Spurs guys, yeah, Son and Kane than KDB, I think. But but p- again, picking one of those is it's horrible when you pick the wrong Son or Kane, isn't it? When the other one goes off and you're just sitting there captaining the other one. Um, and there's always the Spurs esque Spursing it up against Norwich. I mean, Dean Smith will really want to just upset them there. Um, yeah, I guess that's the thing is, is like, between those three, I've got confidence that City will perform as a team. Um, and therefore, it's likely the same. that KDB's in the centre of it all. Uh, where there is a doubt over, it's, you know, relatively small because it's Norwich, but there is a doubt over Spurs dominating that game. They could be the nerves, you know, they do have some of the pressure. I know what you mean. Um, and yeah, I, I just I have an inkling, my spidey sense is tingling that just KDB is gonna go off. Be incredible. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe you've changed my mind there. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I think one of those three are the standouts, really. Certainly for yeah, if you're not thinking crazy differential, um, they're the three like don't worry about ownership, go for the best captaincy choices, son, Kane, and KDB. Um and in terms of differential captains, I'd go with maybe Mount, um, Vardy, or yeah, probably 
No, maybe if you're going wild, maybe a James or Alonso. But yeah, that's if you're really looking to pick. Did we mention someone else at the start about of Ronaldo? I mean, you can get wild with a differential captain, can't you? But I think yeah. they're the best kind of outside bets, but still good enough in those fixtures. Outside yeah. those first three that we mentioned. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, Liverpool, it's a bit, it's a bit sort of difficult to pick one, I think, from them. Yeah, I'd steer clear. That's just you want to at least know that your captain's going to start to be a differential shout, don't you? So, and not potentially come off the bench. So, I think it's yeah, steer clear of these yeah. assets. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and we're nearly at the end, Josh. So, our plans. So, what is your specific plan based on everything we've just said? Obviously, notwithstanding the games uh, still to play, but assuming no one gets injured and they kind of go as you expect, what are you looking at moves-wise? I think it's really going to depend on how the rest of the games for 37 go because my realigned target for the season is trying to get above like the kind of 250 because I'm kind of currently sat kind of just below 300,000. So I'd like to get to 250 mm-hmm. as my kind of game week 38 target. So Nice. If I'm like exactly where I am, that's a lot of points to make up. So I'll probably end up going for like a Vardy type player. Right. Um, to kind of take a more differential approach and try to gain those points and just go all out because it's the last game week. You know, or if the, my game week 37 turns around and I'm a lot closer to that target, then I'll play a bit safer. And I've got Sun at the moment, so I don't know whether to try and get KDB in addition to him, although that's quite a big move. I might not be able to do it in two, so we'll just have to see. But I'd like KDB if I was playing safe. I'd like probably Vardy um, if I if I'm trying to take a risk. And then obviously there'll be people on the chopping block to make money for those moves. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who would you? So you take a hit? Yeah. Um, yeah, getting to them. Just looking at your team now. Yeah, would it be like a... I mean, Foden and Zaha are decent funds in midfield. Yeah. Um, And apart from that, the only one who can really make me money is someone like a Cancelo or Trent. Um, Probably Trent, not so much Cancelo. Um, It's hard to drop much lower than when you're looking at all those and trying to drop to a budget. I guess they take a non-playing, just really, really budget because they're not going to play. I've got other starters on the bench. So... Yeah, those those are the ones that are on the chopping block. Foden, um, Zaha, are the one, and, and maybe like a Cancelo because, like we said, we're not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be averse to selling it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you got quite a lot of options there. Quite a lot of options, don't you? Interesting. Yeah. So we shall see. But what about you, Joe? Yeah, well, as I mentioned, it, it's looking like an Enketia to Kane. I've just had a plan. I don't, annoyingly, I don't think I can go and get you to Kane and then a Coutinho to Mount, which would have been my sort of favoured, favoured move. Um, and actually, I'm not sure if I went and get you to Kane, if I could uh, get Mount any other way. Saka, Coutinho and Zaha, I think, are just a bit too, too cheap to get Mount with the difference. Um, so that would lead me towards doing Ings to Kane. Um, and keep Nketiah and that would let me do anything I wanted in midfield really but what do I want to do I don't know I don't know we'll see if I could get 
and KDB and somehow maybe that, but I haven't, haven't really played with it. Yeah, I want Kane basically is the number one move. Mm. And then anything I do after that will depend. Um, will depend on funding and as you say, performance in the last the last three games. So there nice. it is. There it is for the last game week of the season, Josh. Lovely. Sad times, bit sad. Sad times. It's sad, but also really fun. And then it's so quick, doesn't it? How, like, they've been launching the new game earlier and earlier and earlier because they've realised, I think, that, oh, well, the earlier we launch it, the more hype builds and the more sign-ups we get. So it's you get a nice about month, I reckon, now break where you don't have to think about FPL at all. And then they launch the game and you're like, oh, in. what are the prices? Oh, I'll build this draft. <laughs> uh, and then it's exciting. It's just that that, like that just excitement before the season starts is so fun, isn't it? Like endless possibility. You could come first, all this stuff, shiny new kits. Like it's all great. Um, but in terms of the summer, Josh, what are we thinking? What can, what can the listeners expect from us in this downtime? Well, you know, I think we're going to review um, the outcome or what we found from this season and obviously do some kind of, reviews as to mistakes we've made and what you what we can glean from that taking it into next season yeah um with specific questions out of that and obviously some fun stuff as well because it's a summer and not gonna make it too heavy and then once the site goes live again for the next season we'll start zeroing in zeroing in sorry on the new assets that come from the transfer window and obviously um what comes out of a, a lot of the the friendlies the summer friendlies what you can take from that etc so um, but to begin with, just, I guess, reviewing this season and, and how it's gone. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely be doing that. And um, I think we'll also be doing some other like little fun videos. Like we'll do a little end of season awards video, just oh, yeah. add, you know, best player, worst player, that kind of thing. We'll be doing price predictions of players coming in before the game starts. Um, veterans of the pod will remember that we've actually been running a couple of algorithm-based teams based on yeah, XG boys. and differential uh, 11. So I'll do a little review of how they've gone. And we've also, we our very first ever pod, I think, Josh, was a talking about the best FPL resources out there for managers. So I think what we'll do is revisit that and maybe yeah. do a nice little tier list of what we think are the best resources and the worst out there. So that's sort of content creators, websites, all of that, all of that good stuff. Um, and yeah, we've got a couple of other little kind of cool, fun little ideas that we'll, that we'll play with. Um, but rest Fancy. assured, rest assured, there will be content from us. So yeah, and yeah. thank you for listening through all this season. Yeah, thanks guys. It's a bit emotional. Yes. Best of luck. I hope you achieve your goals um, in life and FPL. <laughs> hope you achieve all of them. Uh, and yeah, may your arrows be green. One last time. May your arrows be green. Great. Cheers, Josh. Cheers, Jack. Bye-bye. Bye.